Hey there, welcome to episode 25 of the Boob Report podcast, powered by Helix Interactive. Today, I'm hanging out with Anna Leonarda, a breast cancer survivor who has taken her journey with her health struggles and created a dating app to help others. This is going to be good. Let's get started. All right. So we are incredibly excited and um, just so need to talk about this. We, uh, Anna and I were discussing this before we came on. Uh, communication is key. You can't solve a problem if you don't talk about it. So I am very, very grateful to have Anna on today to discuss some sort of sensitive topic, but I think it's it's definitely worth talking about. So Anna, welcome. Thank you Thank so you. much. Thank you for having me, Michelle. We're glad to have you here. So we we wanted to touch on how you got started and start with uh, basically what happened to you was the catalyst was your breast cancer diagnosis. And then you just kind of moved on from there on a pretty rough journey. Okay. So when I uh, grew up, I, I ended up having endometriosis and with endometriosis, it can cause painful intercourse and lack of libido because of painful intercourse. And over time I developed something called vaginismus and vaginismus is where internal penetration became impossible for me. And the, the muscles in the opening of my vagina were spasming and I didn't know what was wrong with me. And I went to the doctor and she said that I had this vaginismus. So I was supposed to do pelvic floor, pelvic floor therapy. And, um, so I started working on that, which was a very tedious process, but, um, during my treatment, I ended up getting a diagnosis of breast cancer. I was in the shower. I found a breast, a breast lump and I ended up having three tumors on my left breast. And I had a double mastectomy, deep flap surgery, chemotherapy, and also a, a total hysterectomy. So I was already dealing with this vaginismus and the lack of libido and the painful intercourse. And when I was started the chemo, my oncologist had told me that my libido was going to diminish. And I said, well, it's already non-existent as it is. I didn't think it's going to get any worse, but it, it did. I mean, the vaginal dryness and, and, um, lack of libido, it just, it just was amazing how it was just was gone. Mm -hmm. And so I was married at the time I was married for 20 years. I met my ex when I was in eighth grade, actually. So he was my one and only. And, um, uh, so I always thought, you know, intercourse is supposed to be painful. I'm just got to deal with it. And I ended up getting divorced. So a few years ago I got divorced and I thought, how am I going to enter? How am I going to meet somebody that's going to understand that I can't have intercourse and I don't want to have intercourse? And it got me thinking, like, you know, I'm too intimidated to use traditional dating apps. I don't want to be rejected. I want to, I don't want to be embarrassed. They're not going to understand me that I have these, these limitations. And so I thought, well, I'll just be single. And then, but I thought this, so that doesn't sound like a good answer, you know, because I mean, I've been through so much right. and for me to just be single and alone. I, I just didn't think that that was the right answer. And I started doing some research with actually with my friends and I'm asking them, what do you do when you're going on dates? Do you, do you find men that have erectile dysfunction? And it was very surprising that a lot of them have met men that said that they had ED, they had prostate cancer, or maybe they're on blood pressure medication that they can't have certain, uh, uh, types of like Viagra or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I thought, well, that's not fair to them that they're being rejected as well and embarrassed and intimidated to use traditional dating apps possibly as well. So I decided to create a dating app that takes sexual expectations out of dating 
it's designed for individuals that either can't have intercourse or just prefer not to, for whatever reason, whether it be medical or just personal reasons, it could be trauma uh, as well. And um, even diabetics can have sexual dysfunction. So I decided to do a dating app to, uh, to create a safe space for individuals like myself to be able to find companionship without the fear of being rejected or embarrassed. Right. Oh, I think that's beautiful. I, there are so many individuals that um, I believe that are going through, you know, what you've been through and what others are going through. And they feel like they're the only person in the world doing that. And it, it breaks my heart because there are so many ways to have intimacy mm-hmm. and have a beautiful, loving relationship with someone that you don't necessarily have to have sex. You can work your way around that and find other ways of pleasure, you know, exactly. Just communication again, it yes. just comes down to communication. It's true. And, and when I started, when I started going, after I got divorced, I started going out and I was meeting other, I was meeting some men and, and I was, they would ask me on a date and I would say, well, you know, I, I have this issue that I wanted to talk to you about prior to, because I don't want to waste my time. I don't want to waste their time. And so I, and plus I want to talk about my app. I want to get the word out about my app as much as I can. So I say, you know, I created this dating app and then, you know, so basically I can't have intercourse and I prefer not to also. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, I'm other intimacy I'm okay with. is just, I can't have intercourse. And, you know, is that, a, is that going to be a problem? And they're like, well, yeah, you know, or, or yeah. some will be like, well, no, it doesn't matter. You have other holes. You know, it's just like the, the rude comments, insensitive comments I did receive was just like, and that was a, a common uh, response was you have other holes. Yeah. And I thought, you know, I, I could handle it because I, I'm expecting, you know, I'm, I'm mentally prepared for it. Uh-huh. And that's why I'm creating the app for people that don't want to hear that. Yeah. And I thought, what about what if a woman heard that? Mm-hmm. What if a guy said that to her, you know, and, and I, I even heard that like, you shouldn't, you would never make another man happy. You should never get married again. Uh, you know, it's just, you have the perfect reason why a guy wouldn't want to be with you. And, and I'm just like in shock. I'm like, wow, that's just crazy. How, I mean, they very insensitive. And I know women are probably like that too with men. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, you know, what they're saying to them, but it's, it's gotta be really damaging, yeah, mentally damaging. And, and, uh, you know, we're already insecure as it is, you know, and now we're dealing with this. And so, uh, so that's why it just confirms this is why I created Entwine, my dating app. And, and it's, it's definitely needed everywhere. I mean, worldwide right now, it's only available in the U S but my goal is to have it available worldwide. Cause I am already having people from different countries contacting me saying that they want the, the app available to them as well. Mm-hmm. So when, um, how did this process all get started? I mean, I love the idea of the app, you know, it falls along the same lines as, as a dating app, but people, when they're signing up for this, they have to be pretty open and honest about, you know, yes, we're, we're not for one reason or another, uh, capable of, of having intercourse. So is there a questionnaire you have them fill out? How, how do you sort of weed through the people, if you will? Well, what I noticed was there was actually a few people that I actually know personally that signed up for my dating app and they don't have sexual dysfunction. Mm-hmm. They just rather deal with somebody that a more on an emotional connection. And so with my app, I don't want anybody to feel the pressure of having to disclose why they can't have intercourse or why they prefer not to, because some of them would like to have it, but maybe they just are done dealing with, with, with that part of, of a, of a relationship. Right. So 
so basically with the with the questionnaire there's not really a questionnaire it just kind of says like are you are you uh do you, do you smoke do you drink uh you put your zip code in for to find out where the the area that everybody's in but and then it's up to them at the time of the when they meet if they wanted to disclose what their limitations exactly are okay okay yeah. well that i you know it just going back circling back to the insensitive comments i i think that you know, you've got this segment of a society that is just closed to anything, you know, they don't want to, um, they don't want to do anything. And then there's another segment that's maybe uncomfortable and a little insecure because possibly it hits a little too close to home. And then there's others that just don't want to talk about it at all. They just, you know, that doesn't exist. That's not a problem. And they may be suffering from that problem as well. So mm-hmm. it's just, I think the challenge and you know, tell me is that, um, is finding those people kind of weeding through those different segments of society. It is, it has been a challenge to try to reach the male population. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I have joined a lot of, uh, groups for vaginismus and, um, pelvic floor therapists and, and cause it seems like they're more, the majority of the individuals there are already dealing with some type of, uh, sexual dysfunction. Mm-hmm. So, um, so reaching them is, is it doesn't seem like I'm reaching anybody that doesn't have limitations as far as I know. Um, but again, it can be anybody that even if they're not dealing with a sexual limitation, they, they have the option of using my app as well, but they should have that compassion or, or the understanding that there is those limitations that might be coming up. Right. Right. It's, um, so where exactly are you? Are you in a certain area of where you live? Have you started doing this across the country? What What are your goals as far as growing this app? Right now it's available in the U.S. only. Mm-hmm. And um, we don't have that many users yet, but we're just working on uh, gaining users right now and try to make it viral and, and hopefully reach other people that are living silently with these struggles. And uh, it's so it's available in the U.S. right now, and it's my goal is to start branching off to other countries because I think it's definitely needed in other parts of the of the world. Right, absolutely. Do you have um, a certain age range that you found is uh, more interested, or is it pretty much across the board? It's yeah, it means it's anywhere from eighteen to hundred and something. You know, it's just there's it's it's amazing that there are young young uh, individuals that are struggling with these limitations. Right. And, and I, I want to mention too, that with the vaginismus that I have, you may have it, somebody might have it. And if they do, there's a cure for it. Mm-hmm. I just chose, I wanted to cure myself for myself. I don't want to cure for anybody else. And I just chose just not to, to deal with the, the physical therapy that's with that. But um, even like with erectile dysfunction, I mean, there's people that can have surgery implants and maybe they don't want to go to the surgery. So maybe this is an option for them to use this app instead. But so it, it's, um, I have been told that this is a dead end app. Um, so, you know, when I talk to some, some doctors, they'll say, well, you know, we want to cure these patients. We don't, this is your, your app's a dead end app. I'm like, it's not really a dead end app because I want, I don't want to be cured. So mm-hmm. now I have this app that I can use when I'm ready to, to enter the dating world. And so it, it's definitely, uh, 
it's, it's needed. I, I know it's needed, oh, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little blown away by, uh, by doctors saying that because, you know, there are, I understand the need to cure and, mm-hmm. you know, help individuals, but maybe they want the pain taken away, but maybe the, the sex part of it, the actual intercourse, the act of it is something that they wouldn't miss. They don't care. So, you know, even if they were cured of something, they may not want to have sex again. So having this app available for them, I think would be absolutely amazing because then they know that there are other people out there that understand and that they can talk to. And even Mm -hmm. if they don't end up dating that person, maybe they've made a great new friend. It's true. Mm -hmm. You know, definitely. Cause that's, I mean, I think that's what everybody needs. You need, you know, you need uh, someone in your life, whether it's a significant other, um, you know, a friend, a family member or whatever, someone that you can talk to and understands what you're going through. And it's, I can see where something like that can cause, um, cause some depression. Mm-hmm. Did you, did you find that's that? With, yeah. Well, I, I thought about uh, veterans that they may go for, through PTSD and they have, uh, they're on antidepressants and, and a lot of them are, are suicidal. And I started re- trying to do some research to find out why are they suicidal? Is it because they have sexual dysfunction and they can't find companionship? And I did notice that there were some, I don't know the exact statistics, but there's a lot of uh, individuals, men and women that have gone to a therapist prior to committing suicide. And they were, their complaint was that they can't find anybody or they, they're lonely and they don't have anybody because nobody will want somebody that has sexual dysfunction, erectile dysfunction or, or vaginismus or whatever it is. But that's not true. You know, it's just, so I, that's why I want to reach all everybody that I can as much as, as fast as possible. But it's, it's a struggle trying to get everybody at once to, uh, to hear about Entwine. But I want to save, save lives in, in a way. I mean, it's for people to, even think about that. I mean, I was on, I'm on some erectile dysfunction discussion groups and, and just looking what these men are saying. And they're like, well, you know, why am I living anymore? I'm I'm alone. No one's going to want me. I have ED Mm -hmm. or my wife left me or, you know, the other way around the vaginismus groups, my, my, uh, my uh, boyfriend or my ex-husband or whatever it is, they left me. They're tired of waiting. They're they're not patient. And uh, maybe they're forceful because they just don't want to, you know, they don't understand that they, it's just there's just so many so people that are struggling and silently and and for them when I hear that you know I want to take my life I don't I don't want to live anymore it's just it's just heartbreaking to see that yeah oh god I I can't even I can't even imagine it's well and you know it, the, sex <laughs> in America is such a taboo subject anyway which is mm-hmm. you know I I to find so ridiculous now granted I was raised Catholic. So, you know, you just didn't talk about it. You didn't have sex before marriage and, you know, all this good stuff, uh, which is total BS. But um, I, uh, you know, I'm 55 years old and I still have a little bit of issues and insecurities about my sexuality. You know, luckily my husband is very comfortable. Yeah. He's very comfortable with his sexuality and he's very patient and comfortable with me. I, it was hard, you know, for me to feel attractive after my bilateral mastectomy. I, if I had been single, I'm not sure if I ever would have been intimate with anyone ever again. You know, I've got scars that just are not attractive. 
And luckily I've got a pretty amazing man who loves me no matter what. So I can understand the depression and the struggle of trying to find someone and share some intimacy with them when you're so uncomfortable with we had, that was interesting. The internet sort of shut off, but we're just going to keep going. <laughs> okay. All right. Let me put my airplane plane mode on here. Yeah. We are just going to, we're just going to go with it. I'm not quite sure what happened. All of a sudden, bam, we both just disappeared. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. You, you gotta love modern technology. Um, <laughs> but uh, before we got cut off, I was saying, you know, I can't really imagine, you know, the, the, um, the hardship and sort of the depression that that can cause of going through something and being uncomfortable with your own body and then being rejected by someone else because they're not, you know, they, they don't have the sympathy or they're not, they can't understand what you're going through. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I, I, I had to talk to somebody that's like, well, yeah, I think I could be with you. You know, I'll, I'll I'm, I don't think I need sex. I'm like, well, no, don't convince yourself because then I'm going to start thinking, okay, I know there's a cure for us. Maybe I have to go through treatment and I don't want to, you know, I don't want that pressure. Mm -hmm. So even if a, if a guy did tell me, you know what, I don't need this. I don't, I don't have to have intercourse or whatever he, however he would word it. Uh, I would not feel comfortable because I would know that I would never believe, I guess, that they truly did not, they weren't missing it out, missing out on it. And maybe they would get it somewhere else, you know, and right. But that's just me, how I, how I think nowadays, but yeah. Yeah. So. Well, you know, it's, and I mean, I can absolutely respect that. You know, some people um, you hear stories of that person left because, you know, the, uh, the physical aspect of the relationship was no longer happening. You know, they just sort of took the whole sex thing for granted, but again, there's so many other different ways to be intimate and have that relationship with someone, a physical relationship with someone without actually having intercourse. Yes, absolutely. There's holding hands, there's cuddling, there's kissing, and there's just so many different, even long conversations. I mean, there's so many different types of intimacy. It doesn't have to have the, the intercourse involved. Right. So what is your, as you're going forward, you're, you're looking at, you know, big picture, what is your goal um, obviously to help people, but just big picture, what are you looking at and where do you see you going with this, with the app? I would love it to be available in, in all the urologist offices for, for people that are about to have prostate surgery. So they, you know, if they are worried about, uh, if they're going to be impotent after their procedures, so they know that they have that option, you know, and, and, uh, uh, even, gynecologist office I want to available at all this all these medical professionals because it's I mean like I said I want to I want to kind of save everybody but um and and then my ultimate goal is to have it available worldwide yeah. definitely because for me to have to tell I mean even with like a few countries just for me to tell them I it's not available in your country yet I want to make sure that it's you know it's definitely you know working properly in the u.s first and then i'll branch out to other countries you know but they're like desperate like reach out to me again you know are you sure can you please just try i'm like what's holding you back i'll help you and i'm like no not yet so so that's my ultimate goal is just to have it available worldwide and for me not to have to tell someone no it's not available by your, at your country or in your country right well i think that that's that's amazing that people are actually reaching out to you from other countries and they really want 
you know, want this to become available and, and are even kind of stepping up and saying, what can we do, you know, to help out? Mm-hmm. I think that uh, I, I, I truly believe that there's a need out there. I know, you know, you and I talked the first time and I just, I really honestly believe that there is a need out there and that there are so many people that would love to be able to use this app and know that they're not alone and that there Mm -hmm. are, are, you know, other people that will understand what, you know, what they're going through and what they're experiencing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's, it's definitely needs to go viral somehow. Yes. Well, I just, I appreciate you taking the time. I know you've been working really hard on this and I'm, I'm, we're going to share all of the information, you know, from, uh, with links and things like that, that people can go check out. And, um, we'll just, I mean, like I said, I'd love to check back in with you. Keep, keep our fingers crossed in any way that we can help you, because I really do think that this is a valuable tool and it, it could be really huge. I, I mean, I personally think that I'm, you know, helping, that was my goal with my experience with breast cancer was to create the boob report, the website resource Mm -hmm. for women so that they could find, you know, um, services in their area. And I think what you're doing is beautiful because you've taken that personal experience and you're, you're showing people that there is a way out, that there is something that they can do. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, the app is actually free too. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, 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 that's fine. So it's a free app and right now all the premium features are, are also free Mm -hmm. Uh, down the road. There'll be charges for it, but, but, but it's, it's definitely functional as a free app. And so no one has nothing to lose. If you, if you want to use it, fine. Right. Check it out. Yeah, definitely. Top on there. And we will have the link in, uh, in our episode notes. So yeah, we will have that available. All right, Anna, thank you so much. I thank appreciate you, Michelle. your time and um, I look forward to having you back. I would love to have you back in, in the future so that you know you can tell us all the amazing things and how much it's grown and that you are moving into other countries. Yes, that'd be great. Thank you so much. <laughs> We're gonna think positive and get you out there, girl. Yes, that's right. You too. All right, all right. Well, thanks again. Thank you, Michelle. I love this. Anna is truly amazing, and she is doing something so incredible to help other people. We have links and information where you can learn more about her on our website at www.theboobreport.com slash podcast, episode 25, show notes. And a very big thank you to all of you for spending time with us today. Be sure to like and follow us, and definitely share the podcast with your friends. You can become an active listener and support this podcast by clicking on the podcast link on our website at theboobreport.com. Take care.